Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Tom Short. So glad to have you along on this Sunday morning, August 8th. We like to talk about and pray about churches on Sunday mornings. So um, this is what we'll do today. You know, it's been said, offense wins games, defense wins championships in the sports world. Or Bear Bryant, the the great uh, football coach from Alabama said, offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. And it's really true that as the church, we want to be champions. The offense is something that's nice to talk about, something nice to uh, rejoice in. But so often our churches, we're losing people out the back door just as quick, if not quicker, than we're losing them or we're gaining them from the front door. And add to that, so many of our churches are losing their youth, and this should alarm all of us as churches seem to be getting older and older, and the youth seem to be less and less involved in the church. It's a real problem. It's a real challenge, I'd like us to pray about here some this morning. Why are we losing youth? You know, it's interesting as we think of this offense and defense, the spiritual gifts I think of, the ones who are primarily on the offense are the evangelists. They're the ones that go out and they, like Jesus, they seek the lost. Luke 19, verse 10, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And we always want to be seeking and saving the lost. But then there's the role of the shepherd, the pastor. The shepherd is the one to protect the flock. And he's less likely to go out, you know, and confront the wolves as more, it's more likely to stay and protect the sheep. Both are necessary. One is not more important than the other. We tend to glamorize, as we said on the offense and defense, we tend to glamorize the soul winner. And indeed, this is the realm I'm in, is to go out, taking it to their turf, go out to winning, winning souls and so on. But the, both roles are critically important if the church is to win. We've got to go win souls, but we'll never win if we keep losing them out the back door and losing our youth and losing the next generation and losing those that we won just two, three, four years ago. Why are we losing them? Why are we losing so many people? There, well, there's a, a lot of reasons, undoubtedly. I mean, sin, the culture, the, the, the peer pressure, but one thing I like to think about and address this morning is a quote that actually came from Martin Luther many, many years ago. And he said this, If you preach the gospel in all aspects with the exception of the issues which deal specifically with your time, you're not preaching the gospel at all. I hate to say it, but in my field, in, in the field of pastoring, religion, spiritual Christianity, us pastors, we can often get involved in hot debates that the people aren't talking about, that the people don't care about. We some some of us even I've sat in pastors' meetings where some of the language used, I think nobody in their church even realizes what those words mean. And yet pastors can debate them as if this is really, really critical. Now I'm not saying it's not important, but I'm saying that when we talk about being relevant. When we talk about being relevant, we want to be people who address, our churches must be addressing 
the areas where the church is being attacked. Let me say that again. Pastors, if you're listening, the church must be addressing the areas in which our people are being attacked. Now, the problem with this is that's controversial. You speak out on issues like the LGBT issues. That's controversial. But this is where our people are being attacked. You speak out against pornography. That shouldn't be controversial, but it is. This is where our people are being attacked. You speak out against the the things being taught in our schools to our youth. We've been going over this creation evolution. A lot of people think this is controversial. It shouldn't be in the church. But, But speak out on this. I've had people tell me, Tom, if I speak out on this issue, I'm going to lose people in my church. My friends, we're, we are losing people. We're losing people if we don't play good defense. We lose people if we don't, and, and, and we don't run playing good defense if we're not addressing where is the church being attacked. I believe there's whole political agendas in America today that have the church squarely in their sights, that are coming after the church in a political way and political issues that the pastors are afraid to address because they're afraid they'll alienate people they, and they don't want to. And I understand that. Who, nobody wants to alienate people. But indeed, if our people are being attacked, our people are being attacked on issues of what's right what's wrong, what's sinful, what isn't, what are fundamental issues. This is why we've been talking about worldview issues. What really is the problem? There there is a false gospel that is penetrating the church or coming after the church to try and tell us the issue is not that we're in rebellion against God. The issue is not that we need to be reconciled to God. The issue is all about uh, things that have to change in our government or change in our in. Um, in, in the, well, the whole social justice movement is not really rooted in the biblical worldview. And so, my friends, in the church, if we don't play good defense, if we don't identify where are the areas the church and our people are being attacked, and if we don't play good defense, we'll never win the game. We can go win all the souls we want. But if they're going out the back door as fast as they're coming in the front, we don't win. We don't win. So this is tough. This is tough. Now, I might add, churches do want to, I mean, shepherds, pastors, definitely are teaching things that they think will help protect their people from being um, attacked. So often I've noticed, though, that even in our church world today, we get engaged in high-level theological battles that many of which have been fought for centuries, many of which Christians have argued about for a long time, many of which they're not controversial really amongst the people because many people don't even know or care about. So pastors, shepherds, we've got to relate. We've got to take some time saying, where are my people being attacked? Not, what, not what's being talked about in the seminaries or the commentaries or the 
Christian blogs that just relate to arguments that we have amongst ourselves. But where are my people being attacked when they're out in the workforce, when they go to the office, when they, when they walk around their neighborhood, when, they're, when they have their kids in sports leagues? What are the issues they're being confronted with? What are the issues the kids are facing in school? What are the issues the youth have to, they're facing in the classroom or from their peers or wherever? These are the things. My, my fellow pastors, if you don't preach the gospel in all as, if you preach the gospel in all aspects, faithful to the gospel, faithful to the theology, with the exception of the issues which deal specifically with the time in which we are living, you're not preaching the gospel at all, at least not according to Martin Luther, who had, a lot, had some great insight into what the gospel was. And so I pray for this. It takes courage. It takes wisdom. It takes um, insight. It takes understanding. It takes being relevant. And that means being willing to be controversial. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we pray today for our churches. We pray that our churches would be playing excellent defense. Lord, we often ask for revival. We often ask for souls to be saved. We often ask that we'd be going forth with the gospel, but we, then we lose them right out the back doors quicker than we're gaining them in the front door. And Lord, we, we just confess and we acknowledge that, that it's hard sometimes, the issues that we feel like we put up a little squirt gun against a cannon, that, that some of these things that we're being attacked in the church, they, the, it's, it's like the bombs are dropping on, on us and what we believe, and, and we have so little to fight back with, and so it's so difficult to be courageous and to stand strong and to be firm and to speak out. I pray, Father, though, for our churches, our pastors, our leadership, we'd not be silent. I pray that we would address the things that are on the, that, that our people are facing. We'd address the issues, Lord, the issues they face in school, the issues they face at work, the issues they face with their jobs, the issues they, that, that we're, we're, we're being pressured to compromise and to conform. And I pray, Father, I think of how in Proverbs you said, when the righteous gives way before the wicked, we become like a polluted spring, a cloudy well. I pray, Father, that as churches, we would not be giving way and compromising with the wicked and the wickedness in our society. And Father, we pray for this because we see it all around us. And it's, it's hard to confront. It's difficult. It's easier to just compromise. It's easier to just avoid that battle. There's so much, Lord. There's just so many things. I think when I go on the campus, Father, and I pray for me as I head back on the campus soon, Father, I, I just think it's like there are so many avenues of attack now. It's like I've got to know something about everything. It's like the fiery darts and the attacks are coming from all different directions now. Lord, it comes in a personal way. It comes in a corporate way. It comes from the government. It comes in this classroom. It's like every field of study now has something to attack the Scripture and try and deconstruct faith in God. And Father, it's, it's like we, we need to it's like we need to have the walls up everywhere, but the walls have been broken down and the enemy is within now. The enemy has come in and it's like there, there's no limit to what we have to, what we need to know to defend and to play good defense. 
Oh, Father, we pray for wisdom. We pray for we pray we'd gird up our minds for action. We pray we'd we'd be uh, uh, we'd pray we'd be up on where the attacks are coming from, and I pray we'd address them in the power of the Word of God. Because Paul said we're destroying speculations and every lofty thought raised up against the knowledge of God. Not just some thoughts, but we're destroying every thought raised up against the knowledge of God. Help us realize, Father, it's in the areas where we avoid the battle that the enemy may attack the most ferociously. It's the area where our armor is not on that the attack may penetrate and cause great harm. So we pray for this, Father. I pray for our pastors. Give them courage. Give them wisdom. Give them love. Give them faith. Help us, Lord, to remember that ultimately we're accountable to you. Help the people in our churches, Lord, to be courageous. I pray for this. I pray, Lord, when our pastors take stands and, and, and speak up and are uncompromising. And we know they get pushback for that. They get flagged for it. Help us to be supportive of them when we see that and to be encouraging to them when we see it. We pray for this today, Lord. I pray in our churches, we, our churches would be filled with praise. They would be houses of prayer. I pray today our churches would, people would be encouraged. I pray, Lord, that we'd go to church today and come back better people than when we went. I pray we'd be inspired, encouraged, and edified. And I pray we would provide that to others as well. We'd be building up and encouraging others today in the faith. We pray for that. Fill us with your joy and your Holy Spirit and your word. Might it flow through our heart, soul, and out of our mouth today. In Jesus' name we ask these things now. Amen, amen, and amen, and amen. God bless you. You have a great day. I hope you do. If you haven't heading to church later today, I hope you have a great time. If you've already been, then I hope that prayer worked uh, retroactively. I hope to see you tomorrow. We, we're here every morning, 8.30 a.m. Um, for the daily word and prayer. We believe to get in the word of God every day, once a week, isn't enough. We pray we get in every day and pray about the word and be inspired, be encouraged. So be here, subscribe, hit the notify, leave a comment if you would. I always like to know who's here. And, and especially if you're new, subscribe and tell your friends, share this with others, challenge them. Say, hey, are you getting in the word every day? You can bring it up with them. It might seem awkward to ask. Are you, get, are you getting input from God's word every day? How's your personal time? Do you need some inspiration? Do you need some encouragement? It's always good to hear someone else teaching the word to us. So tell, tell some friends, maybe this week, see if you could get one person encouraging them to say, check out Tom Short. Go, go find his, his um, YouTube or his podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. And give a listen and see what, what you think, okay? Hey, God bless you. You have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.